0: Hello and welcome to the weekend edition of the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. Brought to you by Bud Light. The beer that never fills you up and will never let you down. I am your host, Brent Radlinski. Recording from the basement studios of Yankee Tavern North in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into her. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We're uh, recording today from... uh... The home of the sound guy, Jimmy Schworn here in Parksville, B.C., uh, beautiful Vancouver Island. Jim, uh, home for the weekend. We had a big uh, open mic show at the, uh, what the heck was the name of that place, wow. Pacific Brim on Pacific Friday Brim. night. Uh, went quite well. Uh, your sister joined you on stage along with your father. You guys did, did, a, did a did a few songs there. Uh, it was a great job. Very well attended. Um, nice atmosphere inside there. Beer was cold. Food was good. Uh, how, was, uh, how was the show? How was your feelings on the show the other night, Jim?
1: Oh, it felt good. It was uh, fun, always fun being up there performing, right? But no, well, always good to get back.
0: That's good. Anyways, the uh drinking the Arrowwood Aerosmith Blonde Ale, Aerosmith Brewery here in Parksville, Mount Arrowsmith Brewing, a really good beer. Nice uh, brewery if you're ever in the Parksville area to take a stop in there and, and hoist a couple of good people, good beers, everything else. Uh Jim, this past week the Canadian men's soccer team followed up in the uh with what the not as big of an, an event, obviously win the Olympic gold medal that the the women's did, but the men they uh, they pulled off a two one victory against Mexico in front of fifty thousand or so people in the in the frozen tundra at uh, Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Um, atmosphere was great. The Canadian soccer, for one reason or another, is uh, flying, flying right, right now, with now. the like I said, the women won the uh, Olympic gold medal, which seems like it's an eons ago now. But um, Jim, what do you think the success of the Canadian soccer uh, federation is now why they're being like men and women's side of what the, uh, the secret to their success is.
1: Um, I think with the women, when they first started uh, winning and getting those games televised, more people wanted to play and more people wanted to play seriously, especially young girls. So that really did uh, help the uh, Canadian soccer program and throughout the country with the men. Honestly, I'm not sure what it is that got that lit, or what lit this under them. But it's exciting to see that it's starting to uh, become more of a a better, a good sport for everyone.
0: It would take a major collapse right now for the men's hockey team not to be in the top four for Concacaf and end up in the world their first World Cup since '86. I think part of it Jim that has a lot to do with it is you're seeing um a lot more athletes play soccer. They're not playing hockey as much, they're not playing baseball as much, they're not playing football as much. Um and there's a lot more people who are becoming one sport athletes and they don't have time or they don't participate in the other things so they the athletes are now becoming soccer players instead of hockey players because the the, the price of soccer is probably I don't know the facts on this 100% but the the, the price of soccer is probably one fifth it is as, as oh. hockey in comparison. Right. Well, so you, you need a ball and a pair of shoes,
1: right. and you only need one ball. Yeah, in the parking lot.
0: You know that's all you need. So I think that 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 uh, plays a big role in it that you're you're getting guys who would normally not play soccer because the price of other sports it has just gotten so extreme, and it also could be because now we ha- we do have soccer academies here in Canada that that weren't around before and. Uh, you, People have heard my take on academies, and I think we talked about it on a show in the past where academies have taken over. But soccer is one of those sports as well It has academies and after-school things and everything else that that, that weren't weren't around 30 years ago to, to Canadians. Totally.
1: totally. Well, there's got to be a part of it, right? Because yeah, you it's rising. Seems you're seeing more pitches everywhere. Um, like I didn't even and the MLS. Is really started to become more popular, I've found. A lot more people are going to those games, even if they aren't soccer fans or MLS fans. So they're doing a good job of marketing the sport again now, I think.
0: What's the price for a ticket to a White Couch game?
1: Um, I'm here, so we're actually fact-checking today.
0: <laughs> we don't even know fact-checking. It can't be more than 40 would What would it be? I doubt it. They're not, you know, you're not paying these guys huge amounts of money. Yes, some of them are, are making pre- pretty good living playing in the MLS, oh, but yeah. they're not making the uh, the 26 27 million dollar a year like a baseball player is, a, or the 12 million that a, that a hockey player is. Uh, you're yeah, seeing probably a really lot more people who can afford to go to a soccer exactly. game because the, the prices price are probably substantially cheaper than going to a hockey game. Oh,
1: well, totally, It it is cheaper, and it's in the day, it's and it's not quite at the point where they're fully selling out stadiums yet but they're still packing those places very well and i'm not getting any prices but it 40 bucks maybe not anything too crazy right so a family of
0: four could have you know go a couple of times a year compared to a, a hockey game nowadays where it's just uh, it's almost un Unreasonable think that a family could go oh. to a couple of hockey games here because just the price of a ticket's 200 bucks. That's one ticket, plus parking, plus, 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 plus. And soccer. Um, I shouldn't say that everybody can play it, everybody can play soccer, but not everybody can play it well. Yeah. Um, you you have a fighting chance to uh to score what to do to do to do well in a soccer field running around. I think it's a good good exercise for kids too. Um I don't know for sure if it's got the same lunacy that my, that minor hockey has, and the the stigma against uh, hockey nowadays. With you know how parents can get a little bit uh, nuts, I'm sure there are soccer parents who are the same way, but it just seems to be more of a positive atmosphere out in a soccer field than it is in a hockey rink. I,
1: I I think so. I mean, watching McKinley play soccer, you don't get. I haven't seen as many crazy parents as I'm sure she did watching me play hockey. Yeah, right. So that's definitely a big part of it. Um. But nonetheless, regardless, people are going to be crazy about watching their kids compete.
0: I like. I'm not the hugest soccer person, but I, I found myself watching those men's game with uh, quite intently, actually. the the aggression that was coming out, and the, and the the passion that the players and the fans alike had, I thought it was fantastic. It's something you don't see so much at a hockey game at yeah. uh, at, at that level. It uh, it was something to see in the the way that people. Um, Maybe it's just a Canadian thing too, but they seemed like a lot of people were clamoring to the, their their televisions, talking about a soccer match, which doesn't get doesn't get much uh, air airtime, especially in Edmonton yeah. in the in November because it's cold and you don't usually think of soccer. Okay. Do you think that uh, it was dirty pool a little bit by the Canadian Soccer Federation <laughs> playing that game in Edmonton?
1: I do. I think that was mean, but I mean, I guess it worked. We won, so there you go. But I do think it was
0: well calculated like you you think the only place that in canada that could probably host something that would be fair across the table would maybe be at bc place where it's indoors and you don't fight the elements and bc in general has nicer weather than edmonton well everywhere has nicer weather than edmonton in in november um i thought it was quite interesting the way they do it but you look at on the other side when canada goes over to play let's say in costa rica um they have their games at high noon. It's the hottest part of the day, so that yeah. can, so that is uh, another thing on, on the other side side of the table where it really uh, puts a screw. Yeah. And you got to take every advantage you get. I think you got to take it. It's oh, not totally. cheating, but it's not it's it's fair. Using
1: your, it's using your stadium to your own advantage, especially because if you're not from places where it gets to forty under and whatnot, you're you don't actually know how cold that is yeah like you just I, don't you know, know and you get there and it's colder than you thought it could ever be
0: like don't get me wrong the canadian players they don't like it either
1: no but they
0: the, the a time or two in their life they've had to, they've had to deal with those elements either walking to school or whatever they're doing Alfonso davies he wasn't born there obviously but he grew up in edmonton so he he felt the elements a lot and uh i just found it really interesting the way that uh, canadian soccer would place those games in edmonton um got a little road ahead of them but like i said before it'd be pretty impossible for them to not make world cup Uh, that will just increase the amount of eyeballs watching soccer and the amount of kids that will go play soccer and i I think it's a it's a great thing
1: totally i yeah it's going to help grow the sport in canada so much and that's great that's a great sport that more people should be playing and now i i think that people should be playing multiple sports too
0: well that's another thing like i don't like the way these we, we can talk about that for a second here, like the way that kids just financial reasons or whatever it is that the, they only want, play the one sport nowadays. I think that that's hurting um, all the sports because you have to pick between one and the other and, and you, you don't know what, one you might be good at yeah. l- later on in life. You shouldn't just say, well, I'm a hockey player, or I'm a baseball player, or, I'm a soccer player. You should be able to try different things. And, and that, that way it's not just, because uh, not everybody's going to play professional sports, obviously or get scholarship training, but, you, the people you play sports with throughout your life some might play like when I was younger I played baseball and hockey exclusively but uh, you, meet you meet other from people from other, other ways and other, other things, things because some something. people not everybody plays hockey but mm-hmm. not everybody play baseball and not everybody plays basketball and school sports most kids who play school sports don't play um hockey and baseball things like that yeah. so it, it's a, it's good socially as well to try other things and, and, and meet other people not not just always being around the same people for three hundred and sixty-five days a year. I don't think it's a healthy yeah
1: thing. definitely. Well and you do something every single day you're bound to get sick of it.
0: Yeah that's another
1: thing. It, I, academies is
0: I, I really believe that the uh, I mean we talked about it on the show a lot, but I, I really believe that the academies um are really hurting minor sports a lot because you get these people who are focused on one sport and they get so crazy about their one sport that they're in. Yeah. And they put all their time and effort into, into that thing that they they miss the big the big picture of, uh, growing up a little bit. Yeah, totally. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports podcast for beer with a sports talking a whole lot more here in beautiful British Columbia. Fourteen twenty on the road. Um, all the craziness that would happen in the earlier on this week out here in Vancouver Island is over. We went down to uh, Victoria last night and hoisted a few years. My brother, haven't seen him in quite some time uh we had a good time last night down in victoria uh the roads were fine everything was fine all the the craziness that was supposed to be happening um i didn't see it but apparently it was here earlier on this week but anyways mike it was good to see you uh yesterday and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you again soon 1420 podcast four beer the sports talk and a whole lot more since we're out in uh British Columbia, we'd be uh, remiss to not talk about the uh, Vancouver Canucks and their early season struggles. Um, It seems to be year after year that this uh, group, this management team, um, just doesn't get it done. uh, Maybe I'm wrong on this thing, but Jim, I thought when they made the – they won a couple of rounds a couple of years ago in the the playoff bubble in Edmonton, that might have been the kiss of death for this franchise because they overachieved, and I think that it actually made this management group and this team think that they were something that they were good enough. Um, I since that time has happened, they haven't been good enough. They've gotten off to a really rocky start. I think they got three to five wins right now. Not too many more than the Seattle Kraken. It was still the worst name in professional sports. Um, I don't know if that Canucks uh, franchise or if the fan base is going to be putting up with this for much longer because it seems year after year with Benning and the boys at the helm. Like Benning's on his third coach. Um, there's no way he can survive another coaching uh, change. Travis Green, I don't know if he's going to last the year, but the, do the Aquilinis have to make a change uh, above Green? What do they do? And will the fan base keep putting up with this?
1: Uh, no, the fan base will not keep putting up with this. You saw the way they turned on Luongo after one bad playoff run.
0: He. Uh, it was, and as bad as
1: it was, he was still. Regular season and all that—you can't deny that he he did a lot. So yeah, the the city we do—we're not good. To...
0: The the way that the Vancouver—I mean, every every fan base is like this, I guess—but it just seems the Vancouver one. They they go one extreme the other the way they turn on their team, yeah, partially because it's the only real pro team in the province. Sure. So like, yes, there's the BC Lions, yes, there's the caps I get that, but they don't really. Um, move the needle like the hockey team does the canucks fan base i think that they are kind of getting sick of it and they're they're coming coming now now, but but i don't think if they listen to radio shows and everything else they're not happy and they've i've read a lot over the years if you're not in a playoff spot by american thanksgiving which is next weekend you can kiss your season goodbye oh totally and it's it's getting to that point where if you're falling further and further behind that they're not going to get it. You look at their, their team, you got Bo Horvat, a good player, JT Miller's a good player. But then you last night when we were out in the, uh, the Log House pub or whatever it was, and the Oilers were playing, and the Oilers are playing like their, their power play is like watching a video game the way they can move the pocket and they, they score goals at will. And it just seemed that Dry Sidle is probably the best player, like McDavid's most dynamic player, but Dry is the best player. You got two players that other brand other like free agents are going to want to go to Edmonton to play with those guys. Yeah. Whereas there's nothing really drawing people to play other than obviously big paychecks, but, but there's, there's nothing drawing free agents to be to Vancouver to a team that's perennially horseshit.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, no, we have no selling feature right now. I mean, getting rid of uh, what's his name Holby, I think that was a big mistake. I agree. I think that yeah, definitely unfair. Uh, he. Injuries and COVID, all that, he just didn't get a fair a, good, a chance. He doesn't really, have many
0: good things to say about the Vancouver Canucks.
1: No, no, his experience
0: here wasn't great.
1: Yeah, no, we we but we we, we should have you know given him a reason to stay and kept him, held on to him. But also, yeah, I think what you said with them winning, winning those games was bad for them because then it made Benning and the boys feel like they actually did something well.
0: Well, that's the thing is like it was – Gave them some false When they won those playoff rounds, it was a Dr. Demko show and he, they were getting outshot horribly and he just put, put together some – so I don't want to say epic is kind of a loose term, but he put together some epic playoff performances that the only reason why they were winning games was because of him. And he's not been the guy since then. Another guy that they with so, right now, right now right is Elias or or Peterson or Peterson, everyone you want to say. Depends what side of the street you're on, I guess. I guess yeah. um, he seems weak and frail, and he looks all the twelve year old boy. He looks like out oh, there playing with men. He just doesn't seem to have it like he had in the bubble a couple of years ago. He
1: well, uh, Just a bubble story. Same thing happened in uh, every league that had a bubble. I think there's one guy who just just had a good run. In the bubble for whatever reason, and then expectations and the hype and everything around him got way too high, and they weren't able to live up to it again.
0: Well, that's the thing. You get these guys who have their good years. It happens every sport contract years come up, they have a a solid season. Uh, they get the big money, so with big money comes big expectations from the fan base. Is Peterson just not that good and he overachieved, or is he is he underachieving?
1: I want to say he's underachieving, but it really does look like he's just not that guy. He's not the guy you can win a championship. If he's your best player, if he's your main goal scorer, then you he's he's just not it. He's not that guy. He's a good supporting, I'd say second power play line kind of guy, put him in the slot, put him on the hash marks and let him fire away here and there, but he's not he's he's not winning any games.
0: Well, you look at that, that, we watched that Edmonton game last night, how they toyed with the uh, no good, dirty, rotten Chicago Blackhawks last night and how Edmonton just dominated that game right in the start. Four goals in the first period, about yeah. an eight-minute span. Just- and they just, like, I know you can't compare, obviously, uh, other players in the league to Connor McDavid because he's on, on another level. But you look at the Canucks from top to bottom, they just don't look as strong or as good or as... Mature as the Oilers do, and they got some free agents to sign there, like Duncan Keith, Buster Hyman, Tyson Berry. They got guys to go there to play with guys like McDavid and Drysail, and it helps. And you don't got guys If like you look at the top to bottom of the Canucks, they just don't look like the same hockey team that the Edmonton Oilers are. Are the Oilers playoff chat win uh, the playoff series this year? I don't know. Are they um, cup bound? I don't know. But right now, they look a lot better than the Vancouver Canucks.
1: Oh, it, well. Everyone looks better than the Canucks do.
0: Yeah, it's, but,
1: but but yeah, like we, we don't, don't have that our guy. We don't have any standouts really. Horvat is a great player, but I don't think he's not a top of the league kind of guy. Great leader, great player, but
0: exactly, he he's, he's okay. okay. He's yeah. okay. And they got a bunch of guys who are okay. And that, that means you're going to miss the playoffs. And I, I don't know if, like, coaching, changing coaches all the time, I don't know if, that, if that's a secret either. But because Travis Green can go from being one of the best, best coaches two years ago in the bubble to people are calling for his head right now. And I, I think always going to change your coach. And if they do make a change, they've already had, they tried the Tortorella thing, and he's sitting around. You bring in a guy like Mike Babcock. Probably not.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: So who do you? So what do you do? Like you're just bringing in another guy for this GM because the players are the players that that they've got, and they, the the coach can't change that. No, no, it's it's a it's a scary situation in Vancouver. Like if they don't pick things up, they played the Blackhawks tonight. Uh, Chicago took a beating last night. The game, the score was a lot closer. Than the game actually was. It's uh, that Everton team to watch them. That Washington, it, wow. Yeah,
1: it, it didn't, didn't seem like. It, it, it seemed, seemed like they, they were
0: playing against, against a Philly team. team. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was wasn't much of a matchup in Chicago. The days of uh, Taves and Kane and those guys, and it was neat watching Duncan Keith play for the Oilers, last night against his old club. Um, yeah, the, the Hawks. They're they're on a downhill slide. I think a lot of controversy. We talked about it, um, earlier on in this in the on an earlier episode of the fourteen twenty podcast. But it just seems that there's a pretty dark cloud hanging over that organization. Oh yeah
1: which is necessary Void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions
0: apply see website for details and good good i 100% agree anyways 1420 podcast four beer where the sports talk and a whole lot more out here in beautiful parksville british columbia last night before we went to the log uh, pub there we were talking about minor hockey and uh, minor sports and minor baseball and talking about the uh, the age old dilemma in minor sports especially minor hockey it seems that referees um aren't very good they seem to be uh, problematic throughout throughout the country and throughout wherever you play hockey that there's just not enough quality officials let alone officials and it can negatively impact the game in, a, in such a big way it's it's a thankless job yeah you make 25 bucks or whatever it is to go out there and get yelled at for two hours um i don't know how much i would want to do it hockey's there. It's such a fine line between a penalty and not a penalty and there's, there's so much perception where baseball and outs and out and the safe's to safe, and, and uh strikes a strike, a strike. A strike. sometimes you get them wrong but you get you get most right but in hockey it just seems to be a thankless job where you've got so much going on and officials uh they they take a beating they 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 aren't good and the result of that there is a shortage of referees throughout minor hockey uh mike's my brother's girlfriend or fiance. Now I guess she was talking last night about how there was used to be thirty five hundred referees throughout the province of British Columbia, now they're down to fifteen hundred. So that means that a bunch of guys have to do triple, double, and triple duty, and it's it makes their their job tougher. Um, you know, they get a little, little fatigued. fatigue. Jim, when you were growing up, did you ever have the? I mean, you're still growing up, obviously, but when you were younger, did you ever have a hankering to go out there and try to be a uh, a hockey referee or uh, anything along those lines.
1: I you couldn't okay. get me to do that ever. There's no way growing up playing sports to never like the refs, and you'll you also you also, also, also understand, understand that yeah it sucks being a ref, ref. just <sighs> yelled at, call, told how dumb people think you, you are, are for two, two hours, hours straight. straight. That's yeah. I'm good. I don't need that. There's, there, there was no, nothing that made it seem like it could be fun to me. There was no reason for me to want to do it. In fact, there were only reasons for me not to.
0: Yeah. Right? It just seems to me that like, Hockey Canada has all these mandates in place and fair play this, fair play that, and making sure that it's uh, you're, you're being kind to referees. And I, I get it. I get it. But they also need to not just throw the worst, worst thing, thing that you could do is just throw a costume on a guy and hope that he does well officiating a game. And I think that baseball does it, hockey does it, they just have a guy in, in the in the costume who doesn't really know the rules, didn't play the game, and they, and they throw these guys out the walls. You have to get better by doing it lots. That's the only way you will improve. But sometimes guys just can't do it. Yeah. And that's the ones that usually end up, you know, you're getting... And the, the amount of money that parents spend for their kid to be in hockey... Mm-hmm or baseball or whatever it is and the only people who are getting paid i shouldn't say the only because we know there's some pretty bad kind of deals but the only people that are, are getting paid are the officials yeah and if they're not good they probably shouldn't be getting paid yes it, it probably helps put to uh, food and people's table and everything else but the the level of officiating throughout minor sports to me has gotten worse because they're just throwing the uniform onto people and they're not giving the mentoring that they that they need on, on a daily basis uh, younger kids when they go out there they're expected to call a game properly and they don't know and sometimes they can't keep up sometimes they're only two two to three years younger than the guys that they're refing, and it just seems to not right i, I don't think that a, a kid who's 12 years old should be reffing an eight-year-old hockey team. no well,
1: well and that's, that's not- another thing is sure you're going you're doing it but you're saying not very good you're super young you're new to it you don't know what you're doing they're giving you the game the younger kids they're giving you so being that younger kid you get that crappy ref that you hate is you're not going to want to do that yourself yeah so it's also that's a part of it i think because you start off with just The worst calls and missed calls or wrong calls when you're super young and then right away you're like boom refs are the worst and i'm never doing that, so I think that's also a part of it. But again there's nothing appealing about it to me personally.
0: The one thing that I like from part of the southern Alberta umpire association, one thing that we pledge to do this year is to actually go out of the field with kids. And be a, a mentor and teach a little bit on how, on how to do it, do it the right way. And then maybe having an older guy like myself, when it with with a younger kid, he won't get the um, the verbal abuse. I would hope that most referees and and umpires get now because maybe their parents can be bullies no that. and coaches can be bullies. It's it's not it's not good, but uh, for. I think what's inherently wrong, too, like yes, you're going to have bad bad referees no matter what. you can going to have bad umpires no matter what. But what I think is inherently wrong with, with minor sports is just the, the I'm going to use the term, bullying that comes from coaches that yell and scream and are freaking out or something that might matter a whole bunch at the moment. But big picture, you're supposed to be a, a role model for your players as well. Yeah. And if your players see you yelling at a referee, then the player's are going to do it, too most teams won't follow the of the coach and if the coaches are are or being assholes official, the players will be too and then you don't and now you have less people doing it and so the good ones are going to start walking away with it too. It like I said there's not a whole bunch of payoff to being a referee. I mean I would never never do it. Like it's it's tough to do but I don't I don't understand why there isn't more of a, a mentorship program and why coaches one thing that I think needs to be done is every player Coach should have to go through a referee or umpire clinic before they're allowed to play that season.
1: That makes sense.
0: Because then you, you then they know the rules and not that they're not just watching what what, what happened on TV, they, they know the actual rules of the game and what officials go through and the the because the, it, it is a tough, thankless job. But I think coaches are just as much to blame for their not being officials than officials not wanting to do it anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the main reasons that no one wants to do it. No one wants to get yelled at. No one wants to get, wants to get called an idiot.
0: No, it's uh, so you just wonder when, like the hockey can't, like they have got this, this fair play mandate, but then you also have referees who they come out and they they're just giving them all ten minutes misconduct and ten minutes conduct and, and this and, and they they're lose control control of games quite quite heavily and they can make things really bad. Whereas referees, they can become a, a they become red asses as well. And they start calling things that aren't just for the sake of calling things that they were picked on in high school or whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: It's just, it's it's tough. I, I, I hope that somewhere, like I, I understand why you wouldn't do it, but I, I hope that they can start recruiting guys and get guys, guys who may played the game at a, at a, not a high level, but at a higher level but understand the game a little bit. I think you should had to have played a little bit, have some knowledge of the game. And like I said, not just throwing a costume on a guy and hoping he does well. Yeah, it doesn't cool. work way.
1: Oh, 100%. And I think refs has got to stop at this whole call on the game based on the score or the period or all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Dave were talking about last week how, the, how a, a strike is a strike is a strike. But a penalty in hockey isn't all the same if it's a close game in the third period. Like they, they'll they put the whistles away and fans actually yeah, ask for that. They ask you before you went, you, might why, why you can't, can't make that call now? Well, depending the, the first, first period, why can't it can be depending the third period?
1: It could, it, it should be. be. Either call it loose all game, call it tight all game, but be be consistent.
0: And because t- that's
1: another way you're going to lose control of the game, and that's another way that you're going to get yelled at is if yeah. you call it super loose and then tighten yeah. up at the end. Well, that wasn't a penalty with heat, or you call it super tight and loosen up. That you're 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 gonna. That's just going to cause problems.
0: Like you definitely got to have a feel for the game. I, like I think guys who have played the game a little bit, maybe they they would have a better feel for that. But maybe. making a call, well, if you're 14 years old and you're roughing a 10 year old hockey game and making the right call in the third period of a of a tight okay. hockey game, um, that parents, parents have been yelling all game long and making that call, you're going to piss off half the half, yeah. half the crowd and yeah. half the yeah. Put yeah. people <laughs> on the ice. And because of the 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 mentality, and because the way hockey's always been, that's all is never, is or is not going to be made for whatever reason. And it just, it's just inherently wrong. Call a penalty to penalty, and you, you won't have that problem.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, totally.
0: Anyways, hopefully they get some more fish out there and get people uh, doing the games. Like I, like I said, I'm part of the Sun Alberta Umpire Association. We're trying to recruit guys, but it's, it's a struggle because people just don't want to do it. Um, I, I helped a friend out this past summer, did a U12 or U13 game, and I had parents giving me shit. And I, I actually turned around and I, I said something to the fans. I said, You guys got to learn to pick it because I'm the best umpire you're ever going to get on this field, and you're giving me shit. I can't, can't imagine how they would be to a to a 15 to year old kid doing it. Yeah. So it, it ain't like it, and it's, you know, it's really not worth the 25 bucks, or whatever it is that they paid me. I can't remember what it was, if I, if I even got paid, but. It's really not not worth it, and to spend a Saturday afternoon or Saturday night doing that, it, uh, you can see why there isn't officials. But anyways, we need them. We need officials. We need them to keep the go, the game going at all all levels of minor sports. You, you hope that uh, people, parents, will change a little bit. They were parents and kids were rotten when I was a kid, and they're, they're rotten nowadays too. So that that hasn't changed obviously. But please stay out there, and if you go to a game, thank the officials afterwards because they're, they're they're most of them are trying trying their best give a pat in the back and say, thanks for coming out and because you can't have a proper game without. Him. No, you cannot. not anyway. 1420 sports, sports podcast, four Bureau of sports, 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 sports talking a whole lot more. We'll come right back at you with a, another edition of who is better. 1420 podcast, four Bureau of sports, 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 sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, we are everywhere. where you get your podcasts, you find an app where we're going to be on that one for your listening pleasure. And make sure you guys tune in subscribe talk to people about the show. Cause uh, it, uh, it helps boost our ratings. We get up, we can th- then they appear more on the different things there It's the analytics, and I don't know how it all works, but it it does, and we show up on higher levels. And people are scrolling through, and it's just you think they would, you know, have a lower rated ones get the, the more push. But anyways, they don't do it that way. Anyways, Jim uh, started this one with Dave a few a uh, few months ago, just to get a little bit of uh, our creative juices flowing. Because sometimes me and Dave we agree too much on things, and uh, so I just came up with this. Uh, situation because agreeing to, on the, on a podcast isn't always uh, the best for listening because if you just agree on everything, it says, "Oh, right it on." Turns agree. into a list. That's right. Anyway, so who is better? Really, quite simple. I give you two names. You tell me who's better. Love it. Not that hard. David Bowie or David Beckham. Bowie. That's pretty quick, easy. Yeah, a the- Bowie. I think he's, he's overrated. I think he's he's he's, he's good, good, but. but- Name five good songs.
1: All uh, right, Rebel, Rebel, Let's Dance, um, Space Oddity. Uh, trying to think of all of the songs. Gene, Genie, Suffragette City, right there.
0: There he's okay. He's better than Beckham. I could have put him the better second guy, but he could. okay. But,
1: he's
0: a he's a hype machine that got a lot of hype for his flamboyance.
1: For his showmanship, yeah, he's a, he's a entertainer. entertainer. Dude's entertaining.
0: Palm Jones, know. entertainer. David Bowie, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, here's one that we talked about last night. You and Deanne got in a disagreement about this one, but uh, Ed Sheeran or Eddie Belfort? Uh,
1: probably. I don't know. Let's go with Balfour. See what you think of that. You don't you have a disdain for Ed Sheeran. Eh? I don't have a disdain for him. I just think that Deanne is overhyping him. I think Ed Sheeran is very talented. I don't think that he. Who did she say he was? The um. The Billy Joel of this generation. That's
0: a pretty lofty comparison. Yes. That so uh, we should probably on about one if she was around right now, but that's a very lofty comparison. Right, that, like that.
1: Ed right Sheeran, and Billy Joel. He,
0: he's got a lot of years before you become uh, compared to Billy Joel, in my opinion. Uh here's one Stevie Nicks or Steve Iserman. Iserman. Good, good answer. Good. That's the right answer every Yeah day. it is. Stevie Nicks and her scarves can yeah, I think she can F <laughs> right off in my opinion. I'm not I'm not a I've never understood <laughs> Mac. Monday morning's a pretty good tune. Uh
1: yeah, they have a few good songs. I don't think Stevie Nicks is all that like I really don't. I think that her Ego, more ego than quality of music.
0: That's definitely a big one. Here's one, uh, one guy you might not know a whole bunch about, but he's, uh, he was a a hall of famer now, but, and then a rock and roll hall of famer, I I believe, uh, Paul Simon or Paul Correa.
1: I'm going to go with Paul Simon.
0: Body of work yeah larger body work yeah
1: korea got cut short when he got knocked man out was of, he good though oh so, so good but gotta keep that head up buddy
0: yeah he was so good but just like he was just like he was so good but the, his uh lack of size for that the era that he played in, yeah. in comparison to some of the big defensemen that he was going up against oh, he's and good. stuff that he he's still good. did was unbelievable like he uh That, uh, you're too small to be staring at your skates. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was good though. Um, here's another one Bruce Willis or Bruce Springsteen. That's pretty
1: um, great. Oh, you're serious? Yeah, yeah, Springsteen.
0: I've never seen Die Hard. Have you?
1: Yeah, why Why have you never
0: seen? I've just never
1: seen it. I just never. It's not a Christmas movie,
0: I've never seen it. But
1: yes, yeah, so you don't get to have an opinion on that. Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? I don't know. I haven't really seen the I haven't seen Gremlins. Therefore, I don't have an opinion on Gremlins. Gremlins right?
0: is shot at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. It might be. It's not. Gremlins is freaky as a kid. was terrible. Um Mark Wahlberg or Mark Messier. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Messier because I know it's gonna bug you. I'm I think like Messier put up big numbers. But there's some about that cat that I don't get. Like I just I thought he's overrated. I yeah. I don't know what I don't know why I think that. I just I think the Messi is highly <laughs> overrated, and that the leadership easy. award they have for him, not stupid. I
1: think I think that you just hate everything.
0: No, I don't. Just, I don't hate just, everything at all.
1: Just like you just like hating
0: things. No, that's so that not it makes true. Makes you
1: happy to be mad.
0: No, I'm not mad at all. Uh ex ben, ben Halen singer and uh, the guy who's been shunned from baseball a little bit. Sammy Hagar or Sammy Sosa? Mm. Hagar. I agree. Mm. Sosa was a flash of bad, the fan. Sterilized a whole bit and cork bats. Uh, one more. Different names, Jim. Who is better? Um, this guy chasing the goal record. He scored again from that spot. I don't know why they don't just stand right beside I think him. In that it doesn't spot. matter
1: where the puck is. We all know standard. who we're
0: talking about. Alex Ovechkin, who's uh, closing on Gretzky's record. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's going to get it four years from now. I think he's got a good shot. He's going to be leading the league in scoring again. Um, like he's just something else. The way that guy can score goals at whatever age he's at. But Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby, who is better?
1: That's. Um, at this point, oh, Ovechkin's definitely better. I think that...
0: If they were both to retire tomorrow, who had the better career?
1: On paper, definitely. I think Ovechkin did. I think, think he probably missed, missed too, too much time with his injuries. I think that yeah. those two big concussions he had, that really, really changed his legacy. Does he of, get two
0: or three cups?
1: Uh, two, right? right? uh only there was something was that would saying, only there was
0: some sort of device that could tell us that kind of information in a hurry um i thought he had three Stand two back to back and then one in the last three or four years wasn't it um yeah i think he
1: does have three actually uh i right. mean, yeah he's one three got three well, there you go. That's and the Olympic uh, gold
0: medal doesn't hurt. Like his uh, and the
1: gold that gold. That's not the gold. Hurt at all. Yeah,
0: that that uh, that doesn't go away. The thing and and Ovechkin's international um, experience hasn't been the, the best. No. Uh, to the days back when the double Dion. on. Uh, on that note, were you shocked that Dion Phaneuf wasn't retired?
1: I thought like, he retired <laughs> like four years ago.
0: I forgot I, he even played. I didn't.
1: I didn't. I thought that he was like. I didn't. He wasn't in the bubble. He wasn't. Out. I thought that he was retired before the pandemic.
0: I think he hasn't played for over a year and a half, to my knowledge. But I, 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 he announced retirement last week. I thought he, he already was retired, but he I got a little true. bit of a send off with the the Leafs. And okay. uh, he was a good he was a good player who peaked really soon and tapered off. Oh yeah. Like he yeah. he was really good a really good junior, and then his first couple of years with the Flames, he was really a solid player. Got the big contract, got traded, and then and he was okay
1: every now and then would have a little two three game, game stretch but yeah. yeah not anyways jim
0: good show today thanks for joining me on the fourteen twenty sports podcast uh you'll get this one all screwed up add some music to it make it sound pretty uh then we're going to go watch your sister mckinley play some soccer and we'll kick some butt on the, on the soccer pitch out in denaima later on come back here have some steaks enjoy the last a uh, little bit of our vacation first time me and the producer gone anywhere in uh over a year and a half since the pandemic started so it's been a nice trip out here uh swill a few beers last night probably had a couple more than we should have but oh well what are you gonna do vacation time there you go Fourteen twenty podcast four beers sports talk and a whole lot more take care of each other more importantly take care of yourselves you need year-round I'll keep you sick on the ice and so what else jim Dave,
1: don't any
0: there we go have a good night folks we'll talk to you tomorrow